I, I didn't even realize how much I talked to people. Because then when I was sitting there on the beach by myself and I didn't That's have others to like talk that. to and bother, basically, I was like, whoa, it's, it's quiet. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 235. The Chicago River is the only river in the world that flows backwards. Looks like you have to take the architectural boat tour to find out why. Or I guess you could Google it. Traveling solo was definitely an interesting experience and one that even though I was without my quote-unquote constant travel companion, Heather, was a whole lot of fun. And we're going to get into that in today's podcast. But what's really interesting is my real constant travel companion now, since Heather didn't join me on this trip, is probably my Tortuga backpack. And I've taken this backpack all around the world with me over the last two and a half years to multiple countries and cities. And it has served me well anywhere I go. So if you are looking for the best travel backpack, the one that I take with me all the time, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. And don't forget to use the special promo code that's only for Extra Pack of Peanuts listeners. Type EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, into the discount code box. That will get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who makes a mean fried egg with avocado, my wife, and usually travel companion, but sometimes not. We're going to talk about that on this episode, Heather. Hey, everyone. I'm glad you enjoyed your breakfast this morning. You actually allowed me to cook you a fried egg instead of the disgusting egg beaters that you buy, which yeah. are not healthy. Well, we saw a picture of this little rat that had only eaten egg beaters and it had like no muscle mass. And Heather said, that's going to turn out to be you. And that was shown to us actually by our good friend who's joining us today <laughs> on the podcast, fan favorite and someone who is trending on Twitter, <laughs> napkins. I'm not even on Twitter. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I did lie a little bit. You're not exactly trending on Twitter, but we want you to trend on Twitter because yesterday, actually, a reader reached out to us and she was referencing our road trip podcast, the oh, road yeah. trip playlist. And she said, I'm really glad that you guys and napkins in parentheses, you know, mentioned the Grateful Dead as part of the road trip playlist. And I was like, you know what? Everyone who loves napkins, because you get these tweets. Start hashtagging your tweets <laughs> with love napkins. <laughs> and let's get napkins trending on Twitter. Not that he would ever know because you're right. You're not. I'm on not Twitter, on Twitter. Right? I think I, I think I got on there once because someone told me they had tweeted about something that I should check out. And so I went on and then there might be I might have signed in. I must have signed in and signed up. I don't know. Oh, Who knows? man, napkins, not on social <laughs> media, but we're going to get you trending. If you love napkins, if you love this episode, if you listen to any of the other ones, start hashtagging it with love napkins. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> and then sweet. We'll know. 
<laughs> so there is a love. And what we want to And do- I love you too. I didn't want you to turn into a little hairless rat. <laughs> <laughs> so you told me not to eat egg beaters. There we go. But I didn't listen. I still ate egg beaters. That's all right. And today, what Things we're going to do up. with today's episode is we're going to be talking about solo travel. So Heather and I had the good fortune of going on a solo travel adventure, each of us going on our own solo travel adventure. And that came about because we get asked a lot about solo travel, right, Heather? Yeah, definitely. And it's not something that we've really ever done before. Travis and I have taken trips separately, but it's always with another group or to meet up with friends in one of our favorite cities. So we've never actually gone on a purposefully solo travel trip. Yeah. And so Hilton came to us and they they kind of they knew that and they said, hey, listen, you guys are always traveling together. You're talking about traveling as a couple, all this kind of stuff. You're very open about it. We want to see if you want to take this solo travel challenge. And we, we jumped at the opportunity. And so what it involved was us going to separate cities at the same time. So two weeks ago, we I went to Chicago. Heather, you went to Miami. We both went at the same time. And the point was that we got to experience that city in the way that we wanted to. So getting to do, and you're going to hear exactly what freedom. that means. Yeah, <laughs> freedom and doing what we wanted to do as opposed to doing, you know, what the other person might want to do when we get when we travel together. And, you know, that C word, compromise. There didn't have to be any compromise. It was exactly what we wanted to do. So we jumped at the chance. It's pretty we, sweet. It was I don't want to ruin sweet. the whole point of the podcast. Yeah, at but. the end. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> now we're only going to solo travel. No, just, just <laughs> kidding. But we brought napkins on today to interview us about that and to kind of ask the questions that we get asked all the time about solo travel. Um, we're going to talk about the destination and stuff that we did there and our experiences. We're also going to give you tips and tricks about solo travel that we learned and what some of the biggest differences were and highlight all that kind of stuff. So you're going to get all the quote-unquote sordid details here um, <laughs> and the real story about our solo travel experiences and about solo travel in general so now in that case the sort of details why don't we start with the first question what things did you do that you would not have done had the other person been there i'm just kidding you don't have to answer that right now we'll get back to that i think that's a good place to start napkins so what 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 were the differences what were some things that we did on this trip that we probably wouldn't have have done If the other person was with us and Heth, you take it away. You spent some time in Miami. I know you had a blast. Yeah. So Miami and Chicago are obviously very different cities. And I wasn't sure if Travis would really enjoy the whole scene in Miami. I love the beach. So, you know, I took one for the team and I chose to go to Miami. Yeah. Tough life. I gave her first (laughs) choice and she chose Miami. Pulling the curtain back on that and telling the real story. Heather got first choice. I was more than happy to go to Chicago, though. Yeah. Both cities are fantastic cities, but I do think the vibe in Miami is a little bit different. So I just took advantage of the fact that Miami is like a beach city. It's relaxing. It's fun. And basically, that's what I did. I relaxed. And not to say that we don't relax when we travel together, but we usually set a pretty quick pace to like hit every activity or every brewery, every restaurant, whatever it is in the cities that we visit. And in Miami, I was like, well, okay, you know, I'll try some cool restaurants. But basically, I lounged by the pool. I lounged at the beach. I went to the spa. The spa thing, Travis would never join me with that ever, ever. Unless we're really? in Thailand. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that I'm against a spa or massage. It's just or like, why go down there for a spa? Yeah, and it's too expensive, really, is what yeah. it yeah, usually comes cheap. down to. Um, so, you know, I just was, I indulged in like every little whim that I could have possibly wanted, you know, room service. Another no-no. Massage. Oh, when yeah. When we're traveling together, I do not let Heather get room service. And if, and if I do end up getting room service, he like literally freaks out and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> That has happened for sure in the past. All right, so your your big things were 
room service, spa, and kind yeah. of just taking it much easier than maybe if we were together in one is. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes we stay at boutique hotels. Sometimes we stay at guest houses. And sometimes we stay at these big hotels. Well, this time we're staying at a Hilton. And I wanted to make sure that I enjoyed all the amenities that I'm not usually privy to, privy to when we travel together because of the very frugal nature of our trips. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's a good point. You know, we should mention, too, one of the cool things about this solo travel challenge was, A, we were doing it at the same time, so it was kind of neat to see Heather putting stuff up on Instagram and uh, on our both our accounts, like we were sharing it jointly so people could follow the travels. But it was also cool because neither of us had been to the city that we were going to. So Heather had never spent any real time in Miami. I had never even been to Chicago other than through the airport. So we were both experiencing brand new cities and mm-hmm. that was the one of, not the requirements, but one of the things that we wanted to do was sure. we weren't going back to a place we had been and knew well. We weren't going to Portland or Philly or New York. It was like, this is a brand new city. I'm going to see it exactly how I'd want to see it on my own. And so for me, the things that I did, probably two main things that I did that we wouldn't have done near as much with Heather if we were together was, um, number one was biking. Uh, if anyone listens to this podcast, if you oh listen to even more than one or two episodes, you probably know that I love biking. I especially love biking around mm-hmm. the city. I found Chicago to be crazy bikeable, probably the most bikeable big city I've ever been to in America. Mm. Um, bike lanes, people out, you know, it was during the summer, so the weather was nice. And I just really, really loved it. And it's my favorite way to see a city. So the first day I got their little bike share program and, uh, you know, it's like $10 a day. It's called Divi and you have to dock it every 30 minutes that was okay but i wanted to go like because heather wasn't there and because i love biking so much i knew i was going to use yeah, that we'll, we'll use the bike shares in a lot of cities you right. know what i mean but you really wanted to just bike the I wanted entire to get out time and go i yeah. wanted to get out and go so i rented a road bike and did probably 40 to 50 miles in a day and a half just wow. all around going to up the lake uh lakefront trail which was beautiful going to any neighborhood because i had a bike i would just bike through the city go to any neighborhood so it was that's like my heaven. That's my nirvana. I love biking. I love biking around cities to, as like a way to explore. So you can ex- you're close to the ground, but you can see everything. But you can get places a lot quicker than if you have to walk. Obviously, right. So um, especially with a road bike. So uh, biking was definitely the number one thing. The other was uh, public transportation. And uh, to be fair, I took the monorail once in Miami. Wow. Okay. Wow. Woo. Woo. The yeah. monorail. Yeah. I, I just, I like public transportation. I think it gives you like a real slice of that region and that area. Like you get to see real people doing everyday things on public transportation for better or worse. Chicago did not disappoint and uh, they have a really good public transportation system. So when I wasn't biking, I just would hop on and off the little L there uh, to and from the airport, uh, going up to see a game at Wrigley, all types of stuff. Um, so I just took public transport a lot more than if Heather and I were together. Or I probably would have forced you to do it, but I enjoyed it much more because it's something that I like. Yeah. yeah and conversely, I took Uber way more than I would if you were there basically anytime I needed to go somewhere that wasn't walkable. So like never having been to Miami before, I wasn't really aware that there was like a downtown and then Miami Beach, which is like an island, you know, that has bridges. So to get there, you can't walk from where my hotel was because it's far. It would take like a two hours maybe. So a lot of the times I was Ubering across to Miami Beach and like the scene over there is really cool because like everybody is 
fit. Everybody's like working out. Everybody's hanging out and tanned at the beach. <laughs> I mean, like I loved it. I mean, not that I'm super fit or tan, but I love the beach. So like just being near that ocean. Everyone and, was beautiful and yeah. I felt like I belonged there. <laughs> no, not really. It's just that, you know, the one day I spent at the beach club. So I was just like lounging and I'm like having this gorgeous view of the ocean. I've never been to Miami before. Like the furthest I've been in Florida is for Lauderdale, Lauderdale and the beach is there are nice too. But this beach in Miami, like on South Beach, was just stunning. I mean, the water was perfect. So anyway, I loved that aspect of it, like the whole beachy scene and like the cool shopping and the cool districts, just like wandering around. I don't know. It definitely was a cool city and I would go back in a heartbeat. What were, was that some of your favorite things then? Basically the lounging on the beach. If you had yeah, to pick the, a few of your favorite. Yeah, well, and like the people watching, you know, the shopping is really cool. They have like, you know, the, the style down there is really like fun and vibrant, which is like not me at all. I'm more mm-hmm. like just neutrals and like gray and navy and cream or whatever. Are they still wearing but, like high heels on the beach? Yeah, I didn't see any high heels on the beach, but you know what I mean? People are wearing these bright like teals and oranges and it's just fun. I mean, it's like vibrant and it's fun. And then the one day I walked to this district called Wynwood, which is like this new kind of up and coming trendy district, which used to be, I think, pretty dangerous and like the ghetto. Mm-hmm. But now it's like really artsy and there's tons of galleries there and there's graffiti like wall murals on all the buildings like for a couple of blocks. And it's really cool to just kind of check out that area and like see how people express themselves like people in Miami really, really express themselves in these like really exciting, vibrant ways that, you know, I really enjoyed and appreciated. And like the food scene was pretty good. Lots of seafood and um, coffee shops. I went to a couple coffee shops, which I love, you know, of course, they were really good. One that was like so hipster in Wynwood that I, I, I actually called Travis and I was like, Trav, we've been to a lot of hipster cafes in the world and this is the most hipster like i feel totally out of place like i'm 10 years too old to be in this cafe but i got like an iced nitro latte whatever that travels like i don't even know what that is but I it was still tasty. to this day don't know it's like that a latte is. on like nitro yeah, wow uh. I, I it is interesting how different those the two cities are like you hear miami you hear chicago i mean it's hard to get kind of further away <laughs> on the spectrum kind like, of. chicago's just midwest Typically blue collar city, um, and then you have Miami, but it has beaches is, too, right? Yeah, and so a few of the things that I like the most about Chicago, uh, one of them was what we already mentioned, uh, biking up and down the Lakefront Trail, which I again not having been to Chicago and neither of us were in these cities, so it was kind of cool because our first impressions were you know really real and authentic because we we had not I didn't even like. I hadn't done really any research on Chicago. Obviously, I knew it was on the lake, but I didn't really get that they had beaches. So going up the and back the Lakefront Trail was awesome. Biking it, there were beaches there. So that was probably my favorite thing to do is get out, bike the trail, take a dip. I did the uh, what I call the Chicago Triathlon, which was a bike ride <laughs> up and down by the trail. Travis Sherry. Coined by me. You can take that and run with it. Chicago Triathlon up and Literally. down the Lakefront Trail. Did a swim in the lake, like because I got hot, then hopped in the lake, swam, and then went and got a deep dish pizza from Pequod's. So um, <laughs> that yeah, sounds that, about right. Yeah. So that was one of my favorite things to do. Another cool thing that I did in Chicago was getting to go to a Cubs game at Wrigley Field. One oh, of the nice. reasons that we picked that weekend was that I got to go to a Cubs game, and I love going to sporting events. Again, something I Heather would have wanted. Like, why not the Sox, dude? Well, yeah. I mean, that's for another day. Um, Heather would have 
not minded going. I mean, I know you probably had would have liked to go to a country. Sure, and I mean, like Wrigley Field is pretty iconic. But yeah, it's not anything that would be at the top of my list. Whereas you were like dying. Yeah, to do that this. was the number one thing that I wanted to do before I went was was do that. So, but between those two things, um, and then probably like two other things that really stuck out to me on my trip was one going, and you would have loved this. Hath was going to the rooftop bar. Uh, it's called LH on 22, which uh, luckily it was the rooftop bar at my hotel, which is called the London House. And it's really hard to get into. It's hard to get reservations. But if you're staying there, you could you could just go up, right? And and you don't need reservations. Really. Right. And so it is stunning. Um, you know, it had just opened a couple weeks ago and it's the highest rooftop bar in Chicago. You're on the 22nd floor. You're right there on the river. If you go around the bend, you can see the lake, but you're looking out over the river. You can basically see down the Magnificent Ma. You're right in the thick of that downtown core, and uh, the cocktails were awesome. They weren't that expensive like for what you're getting. So I just went up the last day for an hour and a half and just chilled out, and it was... I actually thought, man, I'm enjoying this probably as much as Heather would. Like, this would be something yeah. we both enjoy. But I love, was, like, rooftop anything. I don't know why. I just like to have those cool views of the city, sipping a drink. Yeah, that's was, pretty cool. I like that you were thinking views. of Heather. Yeah. Aww. Well, it was the last day. He might have started missing I might have started then. missing her. Heather forgot bit. she was married yeah i'm sorry yeah. Trent. she she loved miami what so are you much. trying yeah. to say dave <laughs> so it, it was just really fantastic and um and that was a really neat thing that i got to do and and take advantage of there in chicago so that was a really cool experience and then probably the the fourth thing that i really enjoyed was the second city comedy club again oh that very other, cool yeah which i too. yeah i would have liked that but i had never even really heard of that and i didn't know that all these famous people i didn't had, even think you of, know gotten their stretcher yeah, I, I mean i know about it i just yeah. didn't even i didn't even think about it yeah. mostly because other people is there anybody notable from there now yeah, uh, Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell, Will Ferrell. Um, really? Will Ferrell? I, yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Like, you just look through their alumni, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. You wow. look through their alumni, yeah. and it's even like not huge names. Like, I recognize that person. Nah, like, oh, well, you just named show. huge names. So. Yeah, well, they are huge names. So those are some of my favorite things in Chicago. And we talked about, uh, not to take the interview questions away from you, but we talked about how they're not missing me. I think we should kind of get into maybe... <laughs> What were some of the maybe biggest advantages of solo travel or like what we kind of felt while solo travel? That would, that would, okay, yeah. What were some of the biggest advantages that would cause you to be happy with the decision to leave your significant other <laughs> somewhere else? Well, it's not that I was happy to leave Trav somewhere else. Of course not. But so one of the things that I found most surprising about the solo travel is that because we don't do it often and we predominantly travel together, you know, it was a short trip. It was only like three nights, four days. I didn't really miss Travis. You know, that was kind of like a surprise for me. Like, you know, I mean, of course, like I missed him, but I I was like happy to be on my own. It was nice to have some alone time to, like we said, have the freedom to do whatever we want. When we travel together, we sometimes like are too considerate of the other person. Like we've gotten into arguments because we're trying to make the other person happy. Like, what do you want to eat? No, yeah, I don't no, care. What do you want to eat? eat? Uh, what do you want to do? Like we're trying to be so considerate to the other person to make sure they're having a good time that we, we actually annoy want, each other. We just want the other person <laughs> to make a decision. Yeah. Like we're being considerate, but we also want to have to make a decision. I think that, so like, 
It gets yeah yeah, yeah. You fight so about just not sure making decisions right. because you're mad because they didn't make the decision and you're you don't want to have to so yeah it was just nice to be like okay this is what I'm doing you know this is exactly what I want to be doing and the decision's made done yes. we're moving on so that was like a really nice aspect of the solo travel I think that agreed is the biggest advantage of solo traveling is that you can be quote unquote selfish I mean mm. you don't have to worry about what someone else is feeling what they want to do where they want to eat you're not asking anyone these questions. And instead, you're just going and doing it. And you go yeah. doing what you want whenever you want. And, you know, granted, some people when they're solo traveling, um, they might not always do what they want when they want because, you know, financially and stuff like that. But o- overall, you're not worrying about anyone else's feelings. You're like, I want to hop on a bike and run a bike all day. And, but, and that's all I'm going to do all day. Cool. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is the biggest advantage is just getting to really dig into exactly what you want to do and not worrying about it. And then uh, you kind of mentioned a surprise, Heth. I was also surprised as well that, and this was an advantage, but it was kind of like a secondary one, was that I didn't like worry about stuff as much. And not that, obviously, Heather is more than capable of taking care of herself while traveling and probably more capable than me because we can get into this, but I lost my wallet within five minutes of landing in Chicago. Um, Gosh. Of course. And had a bunch of travel mishaps within the first like couple hours. Um, but it's, it's more that I'm not like worried about her, but I'm just, you know, I guess it's, yeah, we're not making decisions as quickly. And so, and I'm more like, I'm just always overanalyzing stuff. We're traveling together. Whereas when you, I was on my own, I just did it. It was like no one to ask, no one to talk about, no one to run it by. I just do it. So I didn't really worry or analyze. It was like, That's very right, interesting. I'm going to yeah. do this. So um, I make Travis usually, worry more. I think what he's he's worried about showing off. He doesn't want to look like a failure in front of you, Heather. I don't know. I, who I, that could be. I mean, there's a lot of we could there, this could be this is very interesting. The this psychology is of and, and, partner and, and, travel. It's not that I'm like worried about Heather. I think it's just when there's someone else to talk about it with, you do. And so it leads to these like indecisions when you're by yourself, you know, other than like throwing it back and forth in your own head, I'm a very indecisive person. But when I'm by myself, I'm just like, all right, cool, I'm doing it. And the decision is made and then I do it. Right. Because there's no other consideration. And when you sounding board, right. When you put it into words, when you start putting things into words, they, you can go deeper than maybe the situation warrants. Yeah. You end up doing you end up overthinking it together as a team. Definitely. And uh, I, I will say logistically, there was one more advantage. And I saw this happen the first night was just getting into places. Um, so there was this restaurant called The Girl and the Goat in Chicago that was uh, very difficult to get into, uh, like the, the hot spot in Chicago to eat. And I went and they had no reservations. I tried to call it. They had no reservations available. It was a Thursday night. And so what I ended up doing was they're like, well, you can just come and walk in and see. So I went to walk in and people were waiting for like an hour and a half, two hours. Like that's how long the reservation or the line was. Instead, I was just a single person. So like, ah, if you want to sit outside, we'll just throw you at the end of this table. And so there I was, I wow. walked in, I had my food, I ate like three courses and I paid my bill by the time that other people <laughs> walked in when I had gotten there an hour and a half later, we're just getting seated. So logistically, there's a lot you can get done with one person yeah. at you, you even with two becomes harder, and then of course with a group it becomes infinitely harder. Yeah, that's interesting, Heather. Yeah, I mean that definitely was an advantage I saw as well. You know, you can basically sit anywhere; anyone can squeeze in one person. You know, what were some of the biggest disadvantages to solo travel? The flip side of the coin. The disadvantages. So for me, I. I don't know that there were a ton of disadvantages other than, you know, 
eating alone. So I didn't mind eating alone like the first few nights. I didn't really feel that uncomfortable. But by the fourth day, I was kind of ready to eat with another person. It was, yeah. You know what I mean? That whole restaurant scene on your own. But, you know, other than also not having my husband photographer with me, if I ever wanted to like snap an OOTD, I had to master the selfie, which I'm not a huge fan of. So, yeah, I mean, just having to be my own photographer the whole time was probably my biggest that, challenge, which good... sounds silly. But, you know what no, I mean? No, that's that's... That's a good point, and one that I actually didn't think about was the fact that, um, yeah, there were definitely times where I wanted like a picture taker, especially when I was on the rooftop. I'm trying to get a good picture for Instagram, and I'm like, oh, someone could take this from behind me, and I, you would have, you would have been like, that's a great picture, you just snapped it. And here I am, like fumbling around trying to get my drink in yeah, my hand. Selfies and, suck. Yeah, yeah so I hate selfies. That's a really good point. That was a major disadvantage was not having someone there to take your picture, which sounds <laughs> stupid, but was in definitely, this day and age of social media. And the fact that we like Instagram, you know, yeah, it was. And and not one that I actually thought about until you just mentioned it. I, I would say I would echo the fact that there weren't really many disadvantages, not that we don't want to like travel together. But I was, you know, there other than the photography, the only other one I can think of was that you don't have someone there. And this is a huge one. It's kind of hard to put into words, but you don't have someone there to share the experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I come back and I tell Heather about Chicago and she's telling me about Miami yeah, I, I'm really happy for her and I like like looking at the pictures, but I can't feel it the same as if I was there. Yeah. We don't realize that as much because we're always traveling with someone else. So typically, you know, we come home and we just, we'll in everyday conversations talk about, oh, remember when we were in Florence and we were doing this or talk about a restaurant we were at and it's, you know, it, the other person knows exactly what you're talking about because they were there experiencing it. Yeah. And you don't have that when you solo travel. So it's something that really was a, a sh- a surprise to me was just that, yeah, now she's not going to know exactly what I mean. And she's probably going to get bored if I talk too much about it because she can't feel that same thing. So that that was a disadvantage. But I think more of a disadvantage like when you come home and, and as an experience as a whole versus when you're actually on the ground solo traveling. So do you th- so you think that solo travel will probably be one of those once in a while things. It will not ever become the rule. Well, no, I mean, we're married and we love to travel. So we'll definitely keep traveling together right. for sure. But I am not opposed to taking solo trips a couple times a year. Yeah, <laughs> nor am I. <laughs> yeah, I think it's necessary. Probably, you know, it's like on, on a macro level, whatever couples do together, they usually need that time away. And since you guys do so much traveling and it's a part of your life, you definitely should probably plan that in. Yeah. For, like when we first got married or when we were first together, the, the thought of going on a trip without Trav was always like, oh, well, then we won't experience together. And, mm-hmm. You know, I always would feel sad to think that we wouldn't travel together. But now, you know, we've been married six years. We've been together like 12 years. At this point, I mean, I love Travis just as much as when we first started dating. But but you can have we've, three. <laughs> we've spent a lot of time together. You can have three days away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, for was, sure. it was certainly worth it. And I would, if anyone's listening who are couple travelers like us, typically I would recommend it. It was nice to get away. And if you're listening as someone who's, uh, you know, might solo travel, but is afraid of it, or maybe you've only ever traveled with friends or family before, you know, it's, it's nice. And I, I think it's, 
I think it's a growing experience. And that was one of the things I was most excited about doing when we went on this trip was seeing how it was going to be different, like actually experience it. Because I can listen to people say, yeah, well, when you travel alone, it's a growing experience and this and that. But until you do it, and yeah. same as you can listen to people talk about travel and, oh, it'll change your worldview and you can listen to us say it over and over. But until you do it, you don't really, it doesn't happen to you. And so that's what I was really excited about. And still I'm excited about coming home was kind of the way that I grew or the lessons that I learned. Sure. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Because you you have to be comfortable with yourself to spend that much time alone with yourself without, you know, hanging out with all these distractions, be it a partner or a friend group or whatever. So, you know, just going out to restaurants alone, it takes a certain amount of, you know, confidence and assurance that you kind of can be comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was... Definitely a learning experience for me. Like I've eaten by myself before, but you know, for four days in a row, it's just like, it's very different. And you know, you have a lot of time to think and you have a lot of time to just reflect on things, almost like a meditative state. You know Mm. what I mean? One of the things Mm -hmm. that I found interesting when, when we came back and talked about it was that when we talked about whether we felt uncomfortable or not, you said you didn't feel that uncomfortable at first. I didn't. But then it got... Like after a few days, you you were kind of like you were feeling more uncomfortable going by yourself. The like you got was more, more yeah, I got pronounced. more uncomfortable because well, and in my experience in Miami, I didn't know anybody, and I didn't really like tweet people when I was there. If we had readers or listeners there, I don't know. I just was kind of embracing this as a solo trip. So you know, by the fourth day on Sunday, I was like, okay, I'm ready to like hang out with people again. Right. Um, whereas Trav, even though he was on a solo trip, I mean, not to rat you out, but you met up with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I, did. I mean, I... you had meals with other people. You hung out with one of our readers, Kevin, and he oh. like showed you all around. So oh. I mean, I think my trip was maybe a little more authentic, different style. Oh boy, now we're getting into the authenticity part. Um. Yeah, I, you know, it was interesting. I didn't think about that until just now until you mentioned it because I started feeling more comfortable as the trip went on. Like at the first, I remember the first night when I went to that girl in the goat restaurant and was sitting there at the end of another table and watching people interact and talking. I, I felt really self-conscious. Like, am I, do they think I'm eavesdropping on their conversation? Cause like I am eavesdropping on their conversation because I have no one else to talk to. And, um, I, I felt pretty <laughs> uncomfortable in the beginning for sure because I'm not someone who really spends a lot of time alone or if I do, it's not like out in public alone. I, you know, neither of us have done a lot of that and we obviously haven't done much solo mm. travel. Um, That's so interesting I was me. feeling uncomfortable and I got more comfortable as the time went on and you're right, some of that could have been because I did spend time with readers for sure. Like, like I met with Kevin, I met with Jana, like we... I hung out with different people. And it, and so that did help. If I had spent three and a half days only alone, like with no one else to talk I'm to. I'm not sure if that's even possible for you. Probably because not. You and that's probably why I met up with some The people. most social person that I know. I've never met somebody more social than Trav. That's true. So, you know, for me, I didn't meet up with people. So I literally, not that I didn't talk to people. You know, I wasn't trying to engage with people when I was out and about. But, you know, I didn't hang out with anybody else on this trip. Yeah, one of the surprising things to me was, and we differed in this as well, and this might be a personality thing, this might be where we were, this might be, um, there, there's a lot of factors that could play into it, was I found as a solo traveler, and this is one of the biggest surprises as well, I found that as a solo traveler, people talk to me a lot more. Granted, I'm usually pretty chatty, 
But I even 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 though that's my personality, I would go out to some place, and this was when I was totally alone. Like for example, I went out to a few breweries alone and things like that. And um, usually, people would ask me, "Hey, what are you doing here in Chicago?" You know, or if, or if I even just offhand mentioned like one time, I said, "Oh, we can't get this beer in Philadelphia," and they're like, "Oh, what are you doing in Chicago?" And that opened it up, and I sat and chatted with them for. I was going to say, you must have said something first for them to assume you weren't from Chicago. Yeah. So, I mean, but it wasn't like I did it trying to start a conversation. It was like almost like an offhanded comment. Um, And I guess now that I think about like, hey, that was a good icebreaker, but it wasn't meant as that. Um, And I found people to be really, really chatty and personable as a solo (laughs) traveler because they didn't think they were intruding or interrupting, or at least that was my perception. It's like, hey, here's this person here alone. They're solo traveler. That's a little less common than people out together or in groups, especially when you're going out to eat. And so I thought people approached me and talked to me quite a bit, and I really enjoyed that part of it. And it made me feel like less awkward and less alone. Yeah, I definitely didn't have really the same experience in Miami. And I don't know if it's the city or if it's, you know, because I'm a woman. I have no idea. I'm not you mean you didn't like- go into breweries and say, hey, everyone, <laughs> we can't get this beer in Philadelphia. No. Yeah, now that I think about it, <laughs> yeah. it seems very yeah. planned, but it wasn't at I all. believe you. I know yeah. you. And I know that you were ju- you are not going to not socialize. Yeah. So, I mean, like when I went out to different bars or restaurants, you know, I didn't find the people in Miami to be overly friendly and warm. You know, it was kind of just like a a hustle place, you know, like, what do you want? What do you need? Here's your drink and whatever, except at my hotel. So at the Hill in Conrad, I mean, everybody there was so nice. I ate there. I ate in the restaurant once I had the breakfast buffet once and then I ate at the outdoor bar once. So three different times I was there eating and like hanging out at the pool or talking to the concierge and everybody was so nice and so friendly there at the hotel. And they didn't know I was there as like a travel blogger, solo traveling. They have no idea. So they weren't doing it for any other purpose than just to be nice. Right. So, you know, I felt like at the Hilton, people were especially friendly, but I felt like at some of the other places I went to, they they weren't as friendly and, and I, I, do, I don't know i think it is a lot of factors and it could easily be you know if we were looking at a scale maybe miami is a, a unfriendlier city than chicago I, mm. maybe trav's more approachable than i am I, which is obviously the case oh gosh still, i well, don't know nobody's touching that one <laughs> there, there's there's a lot of you know reasons why it could have happened and i do i did find chicagoans to be mostly very friendly and i think too as as kevin the guy i was hanging out with mentioned he said you know after you get through these winters we feel like we've earned our summer so True. everyone's no, out about and they're really people it. in the midwest chatty i mean isn't that yes. like kind of a stereotype that midwesterners are pretty chatty people pretty, yeah and i think i and you know i did see that a lot and so it could easily be something as well, simple as the the where we were let me add to this uh the, i think 60 percent of people in miami speak Oh, only Spanish yeah, at home. Only Spanish. That's true. I mean, my Uber driver who picked me up from the airport didn't even speak English. And that happened like mm-hmm. a lot of times. It's a very Spanish culture there. You right. know, well, not Spanish, but Spanish speaking. Um, yeah. So that's true, too. That's I a mean, really good point. That's a great point. And, and I think that's a good point for general solo travel tips, which we'll get into to, to wrap this up in a little bit is like, what are some of the tips we have for people? One of them would be if you are worried about not being able to meet people or going out and, you know, this is your first experience and you, and you do want to meet people. Obviously it seems common sense, but traveling to a country that's 
is speaks your native language mm-hmm. is a or a language that you speak fluently enough to get around and, and have conversations uh, is a huge one. And I think if we had done this and you had dropped us in like a country that like if you had dropped me in Paris and you had dropped Heather in I'm trying to think of somewhere where they might not speak as much English, but like Moscow or something <laughs> like that, you know, it would have been a little more difficult because these random conversations we have with bartenders and people like that and people at the hotel staff would have not have, happened. Would not have happened. And and I would echo that as well. Have I had a really fantastic experience at the hotel that I stayed at, the London House, um, a, another Hilton property, because Again, like it just, they made me feel really at ease. They didn't know I was a solo traveler. Maybe someone picked up on it eventually after three days, but probably not. You right. Know? You know, they might have just seen me coming in and out. And everyone from the doorman to, to the staff to everything, just uh, the, the bar staff up on the rooftop bar, everyone just really nice and friendly. And as a solo traveler, you know, if I was with you, it wouldn't have been as big a deal. No, but as absolutely a solo not. Travel, I really welcome that. You notice it. You pick mm. up on those things a lot more when it's just you. Because you are. You're craving well, brings, those interactions. It brings to mind that girl we met in China, a couple of girls, a couple of people that we met in China that were solo travelers. The girl we met on the Lee River, she was in China all by herself. And the Kiwi. Yes. And if she's listening, please hit us up on EPOP. <laughs> yes, because Dave may or may not still have a crush on you. Uh, by uh, Dave, maybe. Napkins. <laughs> uh, hashtag love napkins. Hashtag love napkins. Hopefully the Kiwi hashtag loves napkins. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I think that she just forgot the name of your website. Yeah, and that's that why it. she couldn't reach you. That, that's definitely it. So if you I'm so it, subtle that I didn't exchange any digits. I just thought. She'll hit us up if she wants to on, <laughs> on on Travis's website. But like now that we've had this experience two and a half years later, I mean, major, major credit to her for traveling through China, a country that we found to be somewhat tough traveling and some of us found to be very tough traveling. <laughs> um, anyway, with other people, I mean, that is not easy. And, no. and that is a really important point. That, that is brave. And sh- there she are was some just countries yeah. that are doing her thing. Yeah. Which you know? I think like, brings us to the tips of solo traveling because she was a solo traveler, but she obviously found like a group of people because she had, you know, met two I was gonna or say, three especially, other solo yeah. travelers and they were kind of like hanging out together mm-hmm. and, and decided to do this boat trip together. Right, yeah, right. What, that's right. What are some of those tips now that you've solo traveled, Heth? What are some tips that you would give? give someone if they were going to embark on a solo travel venture maybe they haven't done before they haven't done it a lot you know what are some things that can really help people out yeah and i mean if you want to go on a solo travel trip just to be by yourself well then by all means just like hang out and kind of like what i did over this four day trip was just really relax but if you want are solo traveling for a longer time and you know you don't have the option to travel with other people very often then one of the biggest tips that Travis and I, I think both recommend is, is finding a group, whether it's like a Facebook group or a tour group, you know, like a walking tour, something that you can do to meet other people Mm -hmm. because otherwise, you know, you'll just be by yourself and that gets lonely. Yeah. Put yourself in positions to meet other people. Yes. You can meet other people at the bar and out and about, and maybe you go to the hotel bar or the hostel bar or whatever. I mean, obviously there's different ways you can travel to do it and, and it could happen by happenstance, right? But I, I agree with you. Going on some sort of group thing, like a free walking tour, which we love anyway. I mean, you always have a bunch of people on those. Some people solo travel, some people in groups of two or three. It's, you know, get somewhere where the atmosphere is that congenial atmosphere. You'll meet people and you'd be surprised. You know, 
you if you're if you're solo traveling, you know, and you go to like a hostel or a guest house, sometimes they have bars there where there's going to be there's a better chance of more solo travels. Do stuff like that, and and as you mentioned, you can even do it beforehand if you're traveling to an area. There's a bunch of Facebook groups. Couch surfing has meetup groups and stuff, so you can go to those if you're really seeking it out. You know, when you get there, you're like, I definitely want to start meeting people. That's an easy way. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, some other tips that, like, I think you mentioned, Trav, in our post on EPOP is that, you know, just like, don't be afraid to go and do it. You know, try to put yourself in situations, even if you feel like it'll be uncomfortable, just like go for it and, you know, kind of go with the flow. It's kind of cliche, but it is. It's like, just do it. And mm-hmm. if you want to, and we kind of goes back to getting to be selfish and the good part of solo travel. If you want to do something, do it. Don't be afraid to go on a solo travel thing. Go and do it. If you want to rent a bike, go and do it. If you want to go to a brewery at 11 a.m. like I did the one day, go and do it. If you um, want to sit by the pool for three hours, guilt-free, do it. Do if it. If you want to sleep in and then just tour libraries yeah, for the rest of the time do and it. not meet a soul. There you go. You can do that. And I, I think I think learning to embrace the quiet times is really important. And this helped me, you know, in the beginning I, I wanted to be surrounded by people. And I, I did I was with people a decent amount, but there were times I can remember specifically I was sitting on the beach after I did the second leg of my Chicago triathlon uh, the swim. Oh um, yes. The the dip and uh, this, that was I the went second to leg. Go get the <laughs> deep dish pizza. And I was just sitting there and I was like, this is really surprising. I guess one of the biggest surprises, and I've now mentioned like three or four, is that I, I didn't even realize how much I talked to people. Because then <laughs> when I was sitting there on the beach by myself and I didn't That's have Heather just to like talk that. to and bother, basically, <laughs> I was like, whoa, it's it's quiet. Like there's no one around to talk to. And I, I just had to Travis. teach myself to embrace it. But I think once you do it, it's that's one of the benefits of solo travel. I think um, so. I think it's been a long time coming for you, son. It has been a long <laughs> time coming through. And I, the, the last kind of tip I would give, um, and I talk about going to that brewery at 11 a.m. We talked about kind of the good experiences. So I met this person at Half Acre Brewery, and I spent two hours talking to the bartender and then people around. And, you know, I met up with some readers. And I talked about all these, like, positive ex- things, positive experiences. Yeah. I went to this brewery before the Cubs game at 11 a.m. I asked them if they were open. They were. And um, it was only like the bartender and like two or three brewers there. No other customers. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'll be, probably be able to chat them up. So I started trying to chat people up and none of them wanted to talk to me. I don't know really? why. Really? Like it was just like, uh, 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 yeah, like here's right. a beer. And like there, it was it was weird. It was probably, there was only two times where I felt people were pretty unfriendly. And I just thought, here I am at 11 a.m. It's a sunny day. We're like half inside, half outside this awesome brewery. They don't even want to give me like the time of day. It's weird at a brewery. Yeah. And so I kind of felt a little down on myself. Like, wait, why? What am I doing wrong? Yeah, I felt like, what am I doing wrong or what's wrong with me? And then I thought like, whatever, like, so when you have, and this goes for any travel, when you have those down moments, especially a solo travel, I think you can get in your head too much mm-hmm. and there's no one else there to bounce it off of. And there's nothing you feel awkward. And then the awkwardness is exacerbated because now people don't even want to talk to you. So you're like, well, this is really awkward. Just let it be because then you're going to have good experiences. So don't beat yourself up about it. And I will add to that, that if you do have a circumstance like that, try to be prepared. So when I was out alone by myself, I always had my Kindle with me and obviously Mm, I have my iPhone. So I would have those as a backup if I started to feel uncomfortable and I wouldn't whip them out right away because I wanted to be like approachable and not miss any opportunity if somebody did want to talk to me or whatever. But you know, if I started to feel uncomfortable or just like, okay, I've been staring at the wall for 
20 minutes, I could have my book to read and I could, you know, do something to occupy my time so that I didn't feel uncomfortable. So you could have those little like safety backup options. These are like tips for singles too. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean, it's this is how I roll. Of a similar thing, right? When you're traveling, like you said, you're not looking at Daytona, but you're looking to find someone eventually, probably. Mm-hmm. And you're looking to have experiences with other people. Right. And maybe not at again, some point at some point and probably not all the time. If but you're not for, necessarily committed. <laughs> right, right. It's just, you know, you might just take a, a riverboat cruise down the Lee River with someone who then you don't give your name and number to. But right. Whatever. You're yeah, that's, gonna, the, you know, there's there's planning and then there's what i do and that's <laughs> that's yeah. uh so napkins would you ever go on a solo trip yeah i would i yeah. mean i i having not had a significant other in my life for like what six years now or something like that i live my life that way so i think traveling um solo i think i would have a similar experience to what heather had i think that i would spend more time on yeah. my own um Kindle in hand, mm-hmm. probably spend a lot of time lounging on the beach Nintendo with, with my Kindle. Hand. Yes, Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> yeah. 3DS. If I had one, I'd be playing it for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, now, see, that that isn't something that I would take, um, you know, unless I was in Japan. I probably <laughs> wouldn't carry it with me all day because I'm there sure. to experience the city. Right. And, you know. Well, um, it's a fine line between experiencing it and then, yeah, get doing something that makes you feel a little less uncomfortable. Right. I, I would definitely end up pursuing social activity at some point mm-hmm. because I would get I would reach that point. Yeah. But I'd be fine up into that until that point. Right. Once I hit that wall, then I would just naturally wherever I was probably start socializing. Right. And that's why I wouldn't be afraid to do it, especially in an English speaking area. Yeah. I like being in the US, okay, was pretty easy. Like, so I think somebody asked us, like, as we put it out on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, like, what questions would you have? And somebody asked us if it was like stressful or difficult or just to solo travel. And we both said no. And, and that being said, we did really easy trips. I mean, Miami, mm-hmm. Chicago, we're in the US, they were short. But if we had to go somewhere, you know, like, crazier you know like a 15 hour flight with connections and land in a city and you oh, know yeah. that would be a little bit different I probably would have lost a lot three times yeah in yeah <laughs> exactly so that being said you know if you are a little hesitant to solo travel do like a baby trip you know what i mean yeah, like we just did That's miami and chicago you don't have to go to like china or you know bali or even europe if you don't want to by yourself because it's a little more although i think that some places like well france paris since I can use that as reference or like Prague, mm-hmm. places like that. You're going to find English speakers. Oh, yeah. And it's fun in those cities. Mm-hmm. Like that could almost be considered. Yeah. I mean, a, it's almost like a, a starter trip yeah, too. Yeah. Europe. I, yeah. You should really just take Europe off the list because there's so many solo travelers and backpackers and stuff going to Europe. I yeah, just mean like if we want to go on like this massive excursion somewhere far right. away, you know. Right. You could take a baby trip. Yeah. And one of the keys, uh, uh, one more little tip that I forgot to mention. I, if you are solo traveling, what I found really great was being in a location that was really convenient. So mm-hmm. like, for example, I was staying right down in that inner loop area at, at the London house. All the trains kind of came right in there. I could get a bike right there, you know, the Lakeshore Trail. So like I found that, you know, if you were staying and some people might want this on a solo trip, you might want to get away from it on. That's fine, too. But if you're doing it like in a city, yeah. I would recommend, especially as a solo traveler, being in a cool spot. Being in a cool spot, and maybe that's not like right downtown, but being 
around, make it easy to get to places that you want to go because it's just going to make everything easier, Mm -hmm. right? And you're not going to sit in your room and be like, well, yeah, I'd go out and meet people, but oh, it's like a 40 minute bus ride to get there. You know, here I was like, I can walk out my Uh door and I can walk to anywhere I want. I can hop on the train. I can grab a bike. And so being at that London house um, place in Chicago specifically was great. And um, just just being in a central location, no matter it is, no matter where you go, I think is a really big key because it helps get over that like apathy of just saying, oh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, when it's so accessible and easy to get out and see other people. Yeah. 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 So it sounds like we might have to be sending uh, napkins on on a, a solo, solo adventure challenge yeah so that he can come back and hey i would go back trip. to I, the reason i mentioned paris and prague are just because those are the only two european city cities well i've been to kiev too but that's not really we could have that big debate about whether or not um <laughs> that's europe or not i don't know we won't have that on this podcast okay <laughs> yeah those are the cities that i've been to and i would love to go back to either one of those any hotel chains that are listening <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere else where you'd like to send me yeah. yeah, I would. Uh, that would be that'd be fantastic. I I think that um, I would rather actually be with people. I think on a on a European trip, just because I like to share those things, and I get really hype when I'm on a trip like that. But solo travel, like you both have stated, has its own advantages. That um, uh, you know, I like to go to museums alone, actually. Because then you're I like rushed. to read a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like I like to go to zoos alone because yeah. most people are like, oh, look, yeah. monkeys. Oh, look, a giraffe. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this, this, you know. Where does this monkey live? Exactly. What's its Latin name? Exactly. What babies yeah. does it have? I'll stand there and like try to memorize the plaque, you know. Pe- some people find that boring. Yeah, I'm absolutely. so shocked. I can't yeah. believe it. <laughs> I cannot believe it. The, the Kiwi who was on the boat trip in the Lee River would not find that boring. No. She would sit there and study the plaque. No, she you. seemed very flexible in her travel style <laughs> yeah so overall um i i just want to hear kind of like a, a sentence or two like overall your impressions of solo travel uh, we've already talked about would we do it again yes but what was like your big takeaway or something that you know maybe before you did it you thought one thing and now you're like no oh, this is what i think now hmm, i don't know because i feel like we've talked at length about all of these topics but just to sum it up i guess i have to say that i found it to be a lot more relaxing than some mm. of our other travel um could have been because you weren't with me who was hyper that's one thing we didn't mention i was basically out from 9 a.m. to yes. like 1 a.m. every day, just doing everything I possibly could in Chicago, which was great because I wanted that because I was only there for three days, whereas you took it much more right. leisurely. And again, like I said, Miami is the type of city, you know, it's a smaller city. It's not like Chicago. I, it obviously has lots of activities to do, but I didn't feel bad literally about relaxing almost the whole time. I mean, I went out and I explored and I did went to some museums, which Trav doesn't like as much. But yeah, I just I was surprised at how relaxing it was that I was able to do what I wanted kind of guilt free and mm. just, you know, sometimes when we travel together, there's like a pressure there that we have a budget or we have this or we have that. And we really are pretty, you know, compromising and thoughtful of each other which mm-hmm. is obviously the way you need to be to travel with somebody else so doing it on my own it was really just awesome to do whatever i wanted whenever i wanted yeah it was nice not to have to compromise i will yeah. agree with that and um not in a bad way in any way i think we both understand that now that we did these trips that was so cool about us doing it 
at the same time, like, and both getting to have this experience. If I would have come home and I was the only one that did it, I'm like, oh, Heather was so great. I didn't have to compromise. I could do whatever you want. You might look at me like, hey, man, that like is a slight on me. But <laughs> now you've done the same thing. You know, it's not a slight on the other person. No, it's just a liberating feeling. I yes. think that was my biggest yeah. takeaway was it, it's liberating to get to do what you want when you want. And um, I'm impressed that you were able to make the decisions and just do them because most of the time when we travel to when I've traveled with you, we have like a bunch of different options for what to do during the day, and we usually, you know, and we end up picking yeah. one. Yeah, but and you deliberate. You basically, for a while. the rest of the day go. This is awesome, but I wonder what it would have been yeah. like if we'd done this and that. Travis has wish major we FOMO. That. Major FOMO from Travis Sherry. Yeah, fear of missing out. Yeah, I actually I didn't feel that way at all. That's I mean, there great. are a few things, oh, and he growing. lists and he lists the people. That he wishes were with us. Yeah. All the time. Such and such would love this. Oh, if this would be even better, such and such was with us. That is how social <laughs> this man is. That is how indecisive. Yeah, we have been not accused. Not how socialist I am, but how, so- how um, social this man is. We have been accused of doing that from more than one person. So that's something we obviously need to work on. That, no, don't work on that. That's a great <laughs> trait. Honestly. It, it just means that I really, I, I'm really enjoying the things that we do. I guess do, some people will be like, other- well, I guess they didn't like that I'm here. But that, I don't feel that way about it. No. I feel, I, I, because I, I, I know you guys, you just wish I that wish other everyone was experiencing yeah. this awesome as fully experience. as we were. Um, yeah, so it's I, totally, it's totally genuine and from the heart yeah. when you when you do that. Well, that is true, and I'm really glad that I was able to be so decisive. And it's not something that even when we started this podcast, I thought I would mention or talk about, but it happened. And yeah. I, I, yeah, there's still a few things I wish I had done, but I don't regret it. And I think some of that was that I did get to do what I wanted when I wanted. And so I went gung-ho like yeah. for three straight days. So I almost said like, well, I couldn't have fit anything else in. Whereas had someone been with me and maybe they wanted to go back to hotel and I was like, oh, maybe I would have felt a little bit of not animosity, but I would have been like, oh man, we're missing this. So now I think, yeah, it's yeah, all Yeah, you're me. responsible for what you're doing. You're responsible. And, yeah. So there we go. So yeah, mm. highly recommend um, solo traveling. I had an amazing time in Chicago. I had a great time in Miami. And I had a great time in Ocean City, but nobody asked me any questions about that. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't need to talk about your family vacation in Ocean City. This podcast. We'll All right. Go back. Yeah, everyone wants that. That's going to well, be. Well, usually we get to join you on your trip. That's to Ocean true. City, but this time this I neglected to invite well, you. Well, we were on our solo It was a mistake, trips. an oversight. No, 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 no. But I did spend most of the trip going. Guys, you guys are wonderful family, <laughs> but I up. just wish Travis and Heather were here because this <laughs> Be sunset quiet. is beautiful and they would love it. <laughs> so um, if, you, if you guys have gotten to solo travel, or if you're looking at solo travel, let us know. Uh, shoot us a tweet um, at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know what, you know, if you have solo travel, what are kind of the biggest differences that you've seen between solo travel or traveling with someone else? What are some of the lessons you've learned? What do you like about solo travel? Even give us some good solo travel destinations that you've been to so we can send napkins there. And he Where would that. you send napkins? Where would you send hashtag love napkins? <laughs> Let us know. Uh, of course, as always, you can get the show notes for this episode at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods, P-O-D-S. All the uh, shows live there. You can listen to any of the other episodes that napkins is on or any of the other 230 plus episodes there, you can get on iTunes. And I am on Insta, so that's something. And he's on, what's your Insta? Throw it out. Nippity Napkins. Nippity Napkins. Two Ps, N-I-P-P-I-T-Y Napkins. I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> Nippity Napkins. He probably won't ever do anything I don't on remember. It. But uh, 
check it out there. And uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Don't forget, if you're looking for a good um, backpack, whether that's solo travel or whether you're traveling with a group, the one I always use, tortugabackpacks.com. You can go there, use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And if you're looking to head to follow in our footsteps, we did do a post about this as well. You can find that at extrapackofpeanuts.com. It's our latest post. I would highly recommend if you're going to Chicago and you're looking for a hotel, London House. I loved it. Um, it was a really, really cool spot, and their rooftop bar was amazing. So even mm. if you're not going to stay there, head to their rooftop bar. You stayed at the Conrad Miami. The Conrad Miami, which also had a restaurant on the 25th floor. Awesome views of the city. Awesome views of Biscayne Bay. Mm. And you said that was your favorite meal the whole time. Oh, yeah. Their restaurant. Like, another thing we don't typically do is eat in hotel restaurants because mm. Travel likes to go out and find, like, whatever sure. restaurant's top rated or whatever local spots. But I ate there the first night because I got in a little bit late in the evening and it was raining, so I didn't feel like venturing out. And boy, am I glad I did because it was seriously the best meal I had on the whole trip. Grouper wow. with, like, fried avocado and papaya salad. Mm. Mm, it was delicious. Yeah, and don't forget, Travel Nerds, of course, you can use your hotel points if you have Hilton points to redeem at those properties that we just talked about. Um, they are running some uh, a, a worldwide sale till September 6th, so it's like wow. pretty reasonable to stay at these hotels. Um, so check that out as well. And um, yeah, it was just really cool that we got to do a solo travel experience. And now when people ask us, hey, do you have any tips or tricks for solo travel? Now we can say yes, yes, we do. Because up until now, we were basically solo travel, not even newbies, we just hadn't done it. Um, I feel so much cooler now. I feel so much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're now so almost hip enough for that coffee shop in in Miami. <laughs> yeah, so, you guys don't care. You just go wherever you want. <laughs> so there you guys go. Thank Anytime. you for joining us today. Thank you for the uh, ongoing support as always for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. Don't forget if you're hitting us up on Twitter, hashtag love napkins. <laughs> Let us know that you love when he comes on the podcast. We're going to try to bring him on as much as possible. As long as we get some of them tweets and he'll never see them. So, uh, but we'll relay the messages. So, <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And, of course, until next time. Happy free happy, travels. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> Bye. Bye.